Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Bai Yen. Today, I am going to give the introduction because Joe is out gallivanting across America. Joe, I hope you're having so much fun. Uh, today, joining me, we have Jack. Hello, everyone. That's it? Okay. Anna. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> And our friend, please introduce yourself. Luca, very happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, so uh, we are lucky enough to have um, a very international group of friends here. And so today we have a, uh, a wonderful friend, Luca, from Croatia. Is that correct? Belgium? Where would you call yourself from? Uh, well, first I would call myself like loose acquaintance, you know, vague acquaintance. <laughs> oh, from, Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> from Croatia, but that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we just met today, but he's friends with Jack and Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we but no, we're already friends. best friends. We're, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Anyway, um, please, for the listeners, can you give a little introduction of yourself? Sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm uh, from Croatia originally. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell my age, uh, not to scare <laughs> off young people listening, uh, you know. Uh, and uh, in my final year of university, I moved to Belgium. So I lived in Belgium for 10 years, uh, traveled, worked, uh, studied there and uh then i made a fantastic decision of uh, moving to japan <laughs> uh, like a year uh, a little bit over a year ago well so we're we're all so happy you came yeah well, thank mm. you the person you. i've met an hour ago <laughs> that's not my best thank friend you. <laughs> thank you coming from belgium to middle of nowhere <laughs> exactly you know i said what i have to do is like i need to do a podcast in the middle of nowhere and uh, so uh, <laughs> that was my on my bucket list so <laughs> wonderful well we're excited to have you today Um, so yeah, we're going to, maybe most people don't know much about Croatia. I, mm. I'm sorry to say I didn't know much about Croatia. I knew mm. Game of Thrones was the most popular mm. thing um, that I knew about Croatia. Game of Thrones is a very popular show, um, maybe across the world, at least in America it's very popular. How about in ta Taiwan? Is Game of Thrones yeah, popular? Very popular, but uh, I know the, the thing, King's Landing is filming in Croatia after yeah. I do some research. Ah, I said Original, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So the King's Landing is the capital. I mean, the, the name is not true, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. The But the city itself, it's not a capital city of Croatia, right? It's not? It's it's not. So it's, uh, it's the city of Dubrovnik, which is very south part of Croatia on a coast. It's a very old city. Uh, before, actually, it was quite a long. It was a city-state. Mm, so, nice. which is... Relatively common, uh, if you look at the history of the Mediterranean, for example, Venice, right, mm. which is a very famous uh, city in Italy. Yep. It was a republic for a very long time, right? It was a Venetian republic. City of Genoa, for example, Milan, right? Those are all kind of a city-states yeah. at one point. And Dubrovnik was essentially a city-state. It was called Ragusa for a very long time. It's so a beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah. yeah. So the roof is all the... Like red color, mm -hmm. and the, the wall is white color. So the red, actually, that kind of a color scheme is relatively typical of Dalmatia on the coast, mm. uh, because the main building material is stone, mm. uh, right? And which is quite nice because a lot of old buildings are quite authentic, right? They don't. It's not like uh, Japan. <laughs> Where, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, it, this is kind of a, let's say engineering comment, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Where Japan they were forced to use wood, but wood rots yeah. with time. It has a quite limited shelf life, so you have to rebuild the the buildings. Well, when you make buildings made of stone, you don't have to do that. Right? Yeah, oh. that's an interesting thing that you bring up. It's a big part of Japanese culture, the act of rebuilding. Um, mm. Like they build even new houses are have a shelf life of around 22 years mm. after which they expect you to do some kind of renewal or mm. uh, renewal. I mean, uh, yeah, some kind of like renovation on the house after just 22 years, um, which is kind of, I know, very interesting. How about in Taiwan? Do you guys have actually I look built at to last or? Yeah, uh, yeah. Our, our, our history only 400 years. So we don't have like kind of like thousands, thousands years of the, the historical building. But uh, we 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 think Japan's like renovation like regularly like maybe each twenty years, it's actually a good thing, because our 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 house in Taiwan is almost like very old and we don't maintain the appearance mm. and also we don't renovate regularly. So if you go to Taipei, you can see many many old house and they are very expensive, but you don't realize. How come? Like this house is so expensive, but how come the appearance is so old? Yeah, uh, so bad. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. How about modern buildings in Croatia? 
are they like built to last or is it more like a consumer sort of build them as fast as possible kind of thing uh i think it's kind of a, a little bit of a mix of both mm. um i think in general like if i compare like uh, europe to to japan for example i think the houses even modern ones are more solidly built and over here i was very disappointed in the quality of windows i have to i have to say that <laughs> you know when, when <laughs> yeah. i came here and compared to my you know my last apartment in belgium and the window doors feel like you're you're closing a safe literally you know you have this strong clank sound yeah. you know really really good nice and excellent insulation and here was like okay i will have to basically do some uh That's diy you know because uh, yeah. oh. i i have wonderful windows in my apartment so mm-hmm. it's that's them. I don't know. How about you guys have good windows in your apartment? The, the window is window. We don't feel any culture shock. So you feel <laughs> culture shock about the window? Why? <laughs> well, the, the biggest culture shock was actually the washing machines. Really? Oh. Yeah, I was, I have to, I have to admit, I was so sorely disappointed in the quality of Japanese washing machines. And they're so expensive. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, man, oh man. Uh, I wish I could voice uh, the totality of my disappointment. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah but that was my biggest uh well i won't call it call it culture shock you know but it, it i mean it ruined my day that's for sure hmm. Wait, but what? i think uh, i thought japan's good at making washing machine yeah, yeah. they're horrible they're why horrible. But absolutely you, you don't, many yeah. famous brands right like toshiba or like panasonic, panasonic or or yeah yeah so well i, I apologize to any japanese viewers <laughs> <in> advance, <laughs> because i know the the you know the my way of communicating my come across <laughs> as, a, as a being too direct oh, man but uh, i actually have a very nice uh i don't know should i set a brand do we have some legal liabilities on the po- on this podcast or i don't uh, think we have enough listeners for that but yeah 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 don't, <laughs> don't, don't, worry, about it. don't worry about it okay oh, yeah. so it was a pa- panasonic <laughs> <laughs> and it was very expensive i mean even considering the very weak yen yeah uh it's way more expensive than the washing machine in Europe. And hmm. I mean, and when I turned it on and I saw the job it's doing, I was like, man, if you were in Europe, you'd be fired ages ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Why? So, uh, what was What's your washing machine? So, so, the, so the washing machine, Bosch. It was oh, Bosch. Bosch. Ma, oh. But it, it wasn't top of the, the, the top of the line, if, you, if you're interested, mm. if we want to deviate <laughs> this conversation a little bit in a washing machine territory. <laughs> uh, it's Miele. It's a German brand. And you can buy it in Japan. Uh, they're extremely expensive, though. They're like uh, Yonju Man. For a washing machine? Yeah. Whoa. But those are top of the line, built like a tank. I mean, fantastic quality and doesn't ruin your clothes. I mean, it's 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 a, an engineering marvel. So props so to me. This is maybe an interesting cultural segue. Americans probably have never thought about the quality of our washing machines. Uh, ever. Really. <laughs> and why do you build washing machine as a tank? Um, <laughs> well, it's a good. That's a good point. But I think um, you know they're built to last. Um, oh. And actually, back in Croatia, w- we have a Milan machine, uh-huh. which I, I think it's almost. Uh, I was going to say it was old as me, oh. but if w- I'm going to leave it to listener, does it mean it's very very young or very very <laughs> old? <laughs> you know, so. Uh, Feel okay. free to guess. Okay. Okay. So, but but I think you point out a, a good <laughs> point that uh, somebody say that Japan actually they they have this uh, strategy, mm-hmm. like they, they build many good good stuff, the 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 like washing machine or the uh, vacuum machine something, but uh, they make it like uh, they they don't build it to the last. Mm-hmm. Like you need to replace it maybe five years or ten years later. Mm-hmm. So that's how they make the economy mm. like keep growing or keep growing that's not just japan that's that's maybe something they maybe borrowed from, from america, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <for sure>. america. <laughs> that's the uh, the apple iphone i'm holding right here is the uh, what's it called planned destruction or something like that it's oh. the idea that um recently electronic devices are built to last you have five ten years then you have to get the newest model and they're always pushing the newest model Five to ten, five maybe to ten, yeah. Like overestimate. Well, yeah, and it depends on the item, right? Yeah. Like a phone is probably three to five. Oh. And um, I think this need to plan like you guys making semiconductor why it fails so fast. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. I know yeah. washing machines. Good segue, but let's focus okay. on Croatia. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so Game of Thrones is very popular. Mm. Also, Mamma Mia two, it was there, and uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi. 
if you didn't know. Those are all oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Actually, I didn't watch uh, both Mamma Mia or, or uh, Star Wars. Uh, you didn't watch Mamma Mia? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not even X one of that two. question. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Is Mamma Mia important in Taiwan? No, actually not. Okay, <laughs> just for you. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah okay. very popular. Yeah, Jack can sing. Everyone can sing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I actually have never seen Mamma Mia either. What? What? I know. I love music, and I there you are. You have like yeah. two sides of the table. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, we lose. But I guess the point being that it's beautiful place. So there's a lot of uh, mm. a lot of movies are shot there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for lo- viewers who don't know, it is located in the same general region as Italy on the Mediterranean coast, on the opposite side of the coast. Uh, it's got gorgeous, gorgeous beaches based on the Google images I've looked at. I've never <laughs> been there, <laughs> Me too. but it is absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. Um, it says there's a lot of like waterfalls and mountains as well. Mm-hmm. You said it was, um, we were just talking in the car. The, uh, the kind of climate is split by some sort of like mountain yeah. in the middle. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean everything you said is exactly right. It's I have to say, you know, uh, you know, I'm quite critical of my own country, as I think most people are. Of you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have to really say that the scenery is quite nice, and I think uh, the the added benefit or an extra point I would give to Croatia is like the scenery is quite. There's quite big variety in a in a very small space. Yeah. Right, it's a very small country, but I mean, if if you drive for for like just two hours, you're gonna get a completely different climate. You're gonna get completely different, uh, like cultural, uh, let's say, uh, impression of the country itself. Yeah, uh, cuisine and so on. Right. So, and I mean, if you drive, I don't know, for two hours in the states, you're still gonna be, I don't know, in state oh, of New drive, York, for example. Yeah, if you drive two hours in Nevada, you've hardly left the city. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> from the northern tip of Nevada. To the southern tip of Nevada takes twenty four out maybe a whole day worth of driving. Whole day. That's whole maybe day. sorry, really? it, uh, maybe a little high. Sixteen at least hours 16, to go from northern tip of Nevada to the southern tip of Nevada. That's just my home state. Hmm. From the northern to the southern tip would take about sixteen hours 16 of straight hours. driving at eighty miles an hour, which in kilometers is hundred and forty or so. What? Yeah. So going drive one hundred forty in going fast, it wow. still takes sixteen wow. hours. Okay. It is. For Taiwan maybe six hours. Yeah. And you can drive a hundred is enough. <laughs> Even you say Croatia is small, but it's mm-hmm. bigger than Taiwan, one point five times. I was actually already. quite surprised. I have to, mm. I have to admit. I mean, I know uh, Taiwan's population is much larger, but I think until you pointed out, I was like, wait a minute, is this right? Yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to I check. Checked. Taiwanese population, yeah. what, twenty two million? Is uh, that correct? Twenty four. Twenty four million. Twenty four. Yeah. And we have uh, four million for Croatia. Even less than that. I think That's now it's like three point eight. So it's a re- uh, uh, yeah. The general reduction in population. Yeah, that yeah most yeah. of Europe is saying. Interesting. Why? Hmm. I thought many people will want to immigrate into Croatia. Well, it's very nice until you live there. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not saying it, it doesn't have a good. Everyone points, says right? that about their hometowns, but uh, <laughs> it's just because of the low birth rate, or uh, I don't even think that the birth rate is a problem. I think the uh, immigration or emigration is quite. I think uh, oh, Croatia had a long culture of uh, I don't know if you could call it culture. Of emigration, so we're gonna find like a lot of Croatian immigrants, like in the U.S., uh, many parts of Europe, like Germany, right, uh, France, for example, and things like that. And I think there are more Croatians living outside of Croatia than actually do in Croatia itself. And that has been, you know, going on for for more than a hundred years, right? Taiwanese has a similar emigration, right? There's emigration meaning leaving the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that have moved out. But like Taiwanese uh, Americans, I know a lot of Taiwanese Americans. But actually, if you want to say like our maybe college friends, yeah. maybe only ten uh, percent or five percent of people actually like go abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the really? The relatively uh, go abroad people are, are relatively low. Hmm. Like for example, in the Taiwanese in Japan, totally maybe sixty thousand people. Okay, and not uh, that many. In Australia, maybe I don't know ten or twenty thousand. America, you say you met a lot, but I believe it's maybe less than a hundred thousand. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for the Croatians, like when you like, what's your expectation when you graduate? You usually think about like go abroad, go to other countries. It's abroad actually in mm. Europe is such a relative term, right? Because mm. we we're just talking about it takes like what, how long of a drive to get from your hometown to another country would take? 
Oh, it's it's quite close. I mean, 60 hours is what you said. Like you're driving in Nevada, it's like from Belgium to Croatia, basically. Oh. Right. You, you could, you could, could drive. cross Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, can yeah. go across yeah. Europe. In so like going hours. abroad in, in Europe is a very different concept, I guess. Uh, it, it is. It's it's quite different. But uh, then again, you know, it's this is all kind of all countries with all cultures. So it's quite different. Even if you move like geographically to a close place, you know, culturally, it's, it's a very, very different. Uh, it's a very different uh, place to be. Okay. Mm. Okay. Before we go to the next topic, yeah, I know. Maybe we'll you should try the, the, the bubble tea. So we have a very yeah. special moment mm. uh, for the Taiwanese viewers listening. Yeah. <laughs> Luca has never o tried. O original, we just buy some tapioca, the yeah. bubble tea. <laughs> I think everyone will be thirsty. <laughs> but Luca said that it it will become his first time in life to drink bubble tea. So we're gonna do exactly. on listening right now. We're gonna get his first reaction. <laughs> right. so first, first, <laughs> we penetrated the. the uh, uh, you need to check it. I need to shake it. You gotta shake. Shake it. All right. Yeah, shake. <laughs> so we'll give you the proper way. Shake it upside down. And All right. Nice. And then I just strong uh, pop. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. perfect. Right. Get that pop. Yeah. That's just sound. And now, <laughs> should I should I savor the? Uh, so just be careful. Taste? Be no. careful when you when you really suck in. You're gonna get some small little chewy balls in your mouth, and oh. you need to be careful yeah. about not. Swallowing. And before you drink, you need to pray. No kidding, kidding, kidding. Please, please enjoy it. This is your opportunity to kind of really like tell a story to me. Oh man, all of Taiwan is taking bated breath right now. As honest as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to insult anyone. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't expect this balls to be chewy. Right? Oh, I always chewy. thought I thought always thought it was going to be some type of a chocolate or something. No, yeah, it looks oh. like chocolate. It looks like mm. chocolate. So it's actually I'm going to botch I think it's potato starch. It's some kind of starch. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like mixed together and coagulated and then made into little mm. uh, delicious chewy it's things. Tapioca starch. Tapioca starch, yeah. Yeah, tapioca starch. Mm. And so it the uh, I don't know if you're like watching your weight or anything, but mm. if you're trying to you know diet, you should not be having yeah true because yes, yes. it is really really high calories really so it's a fantastic like it I mean it's not a drink in that sense where it's mm. like you you really will fill up with a lot of calories with that really and where do calories come from the starchy balls yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. all those mm. the tapioca starch also and then the, the milk and the, the tapioca tea. starch yeah. yeah well and the sugar. Yeah. I think yeah, this this one is low a, sugar. Joyful. So right. tell tell uh, <laughs> tell the viewers what did you what did you order for this one? Did you get low oh, sugar, no ice? Tiguanyin zen nai. Oh, we don't even need to know. I see, I see. Yeah. You went for that one, huh? That's my favorite as well. <laughs> okay. All right, so what do you think? Is it yeah. honest so, opinion? One to ten. Ten being the best drink you've ever had. I don't know what that is. One being the worst drink you've ever had. Please be honest. As well, honest as possible. I yeah. wanted to say like, it's all right. So I would give it like a five. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's a five. In my mind, it's average, right? It's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Taiwan just Thank died. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah. We so will. anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Get out. No, just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, just no, kidding. it's okay. But we just want to say that this is not the best brand. Yeah, we will. We, no, we will. this is the best brand. This, this is, is Chun Sui Tang. Chun Sui Tang actually is the expensive, first expensive no, brand. This is the first. Not my favorite. <laughs> Sorry. I would say that this is not my favorite bubble tea that I've ever had. Okay, but this shop invent bubble tea. Actually, like, doesn't, like, doesn't narrow, that doesn't uh -huh. necessarily mean it's yeah. the best. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see. Um, but we're glad you were honest, and we hope you enjoy it. It's going to fill you up, so hmm. that'll be wonderful. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, please come to Taiwan. You have like <laughs> tens of thousands choice can make. I've been to Taiwan, and I pass on all those opportunities to have bubble tea. You went oh. to Taiwan and didn't have bubble tea. Oh, that's right. So tell us about your Taiwan trip. <laughs> it, was, it was quite good. So it was in November, and... A lot of mosquitoes. A lot of oh, mosquitoes yeah. for some reason. Yeah, welcome I to Asia. <laughs> but I mean, I was I was before like in Vietnam, Hong Kong, Thailand, yeah. Singapore, and I didn't. Exp I never had this experience with these mosquitoes. It seems like you know the Taiwanese mosquitoes have uh, something against me. I don't know what it was. You know, so uh, <laughs> maybe they think you are more tasty. It could be. Could be. Could be. Could be blood type. Maybe blood type could be blood from Croatia. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Diet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was so. I stayed there for around a week, uh, mainly in Taipei, uh, but also visited. I went to the uh, 
east coast to Hualien, uh, the Taroko Gorge, uh, which is quite it's quite interesting. And like uh, Jack said, uh, you know when you first see Taipei outside, you know the buildings seem a little bit run down. You know, to be quite honest, <laughs> uh, you know it doesn't seem. But when you actually walk inside, you know, for example, I stayed in some. I forgot the name of the hotel somewhere in in the center of, of uh, Taipei around Listen Park, and when you look from the outside of the building, it seems nothing that impressive. But when I actually walked inside, it was like very nice, you know, and yeah, hmm. the, the opposite yeah. of gilded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the opposite of of Nevada. Mm. Everything from Nevada, the outside looks amazing, mm. oh. and then you go in and you're like, what the heck is going on in here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think Taiwan like. Like Taiwan has some problem with the the city renovation law, mm-hmm. so they don't they don't renew the the building very often. But the Taipei city, especially, I think it's a very like cultural. So so if you go into some shops and go into some store, you can always have some like surprisingly like new discover things. Mm-hmm. And uh, like many, I think many Taipeiese work for culture cultural things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very beautiful, very worthy to visit. And then so Taiwanese, I've never been to Taiwan, but I'm going to speak like a professional as if I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, the way to a Taiwanese heart is through food. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, so what did you eat in Taiwan and how what was your opinion of it? Man, I love this thing. I love it. Holy moly. When I tried it for the first time, it was such an like, uh, excellent experience. Uh, From I don't 1 to 10, how much for Xiaolongbao? Did you went to Ding Taifeng? Is that shop? Uh, it's it was pretty famous. I don't remember the name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Possible. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one to ten, man. Ten being like the perfect. Well, ten is always reserved for mom cookings, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. Okay. Mom just got points. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I would say like between like eight point five or nine. Whoa! It was Whoa. really really good. I really like it. Okay, please. We will arrange you yeah. to. Ding Tai Fung. We will bring you to the best. Okay, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Ryan, they are, uh, Ryan and Joe is planning to go to Taiwan, maybe at the end of this year. Oh. Yeah, Christmas, mm. we'll go to Taiwan. They'll have a, I'll have a real experience on the podcast about yeah. stuff that I just say with confidence, but I have no actual knowledge of. I'll <laughs> 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 actually know. Because you had any other uh, fun cuisine that, was, that really stood out for you? Uh, I did, but I don't remember the Chinese names anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah. Did you try stinky tofu? I did try stinky tofu, yeah. It think? wasn't that stinky. I mean, really? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. What do you think of natto, the natto. Japanese equivalent? It's quite okay. I mean, I, I know when I tried it for the first time. I mean, uh, my expectation was, oh my God, this is going to be something, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it wasn't that bad, actually. It seemed like quite middle of the road. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit, not not too bad. I, I'm more annoyed by the fact it has this fermented, stringy, stringy yeah, yeah, yeah. things which kind of uh, float around and stick yeah. to things. Uh, That's what's really good for your insides. That's like uh, yeah. pipe cleaner down for your, <laughs> 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 your <laughs> intestines. Does, um, oh, does Shah has any special food? Cooking or stinky thing or something yeah uh, no. is there oh, fermented nice. food in croatia no not really that's i don't think in general that's uh that's a european uh, yeah um, so i'm surprised that you were so it was so easy because mm. america also has zero fermented food culture and a lot of americans have a lot of trouble with natto or stinky mm. food so mm. that's that's mm. cool that you were able to handle mm. it i like french cheese so maybe that's uh that was my segue into the uh, stinky food <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some French cheeses, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so in Croatia, what are, uh, tell the viewers, what are like the famous dishes? What should we try if we go to Croatia? Uh, you should try uh, chavapi. Ch- chavapi. Chavapi? So yes. now you have uh, to describe what is chavapi. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know what's, what's I don't th- and I don't think it has an English name. Uh, maybe you can Google it uh, okay. while, uh, while I'm talking about it. Is yeah. the stew beef? It's not stew beef. Okay. It's a minced meat, which is kind of a rolled. It looks like a, like a fat finger, oh. of minced meat, uh, and usually it's very simple. Okay. Uh, served with uh, onions, usually like white onion, and bread, and beer. So it sounds and like salt. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a sausage kind of. 
Uh, a little different than it's a little bit different than sausage. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so Jack is showing yeah a picture here. Chiapachichi. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> I like it. Chiapachichi. Yeah, chiapachichi is a small chiapapi. Interesting. Oh. It yeah, look yeah. yeah. It looks like a uh, uh, skunet in in Japan. Have you ever had skunet? Oh, I don't think no. No, I don't think I've heard that word before. Skunet is like a uh, similar sort of kind of log of meat made with chicken though mm-hmm. um, but that looks delicious yeah they're quite good so that's that's pretty good uh then there's another dish which i don't even know again i don't think it has an english name it's um oh man i don't even know how to explain it uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think my command of english language is not that good to to, to really vividly describe it uh so it's called well, the dish, the food itself, it can be anything. It can be like a chicken. It can be like seafood, like an octopus, for example. Okay. Pork, very different types of food. So if we talk about chicken, right, we would call it the chicken ispot peke. Ispot means under. And peka. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I don't know how to say it in English, but uh, it's kind of an iron, cast iron half bell okay. or bell. And you put this bell over let's say a plate of food mm. right the ingredients which you want to cook and you put this bell on and then you just cover it with like a hot uh ash or charcoal or something like this okay and you just leave it there for well depending on what you're cooking for hour and a half let's say ballpark figure so and that's a it. slow cooked sort it's of it's a way. slow cooked yeah under under the charcoal under this kind of a cast iron bell and is that something you can, I mean, an hour and a half, is that something that generally is done in the house or something you can also buy in restaurants? Uh, you can do this in a restaurant. Some restaurants definitely have that. Okay, cool. Uh, and of course, you know, it takes some time to prepare it. Yeah. Uh, normally, you don't do it in a house, right? Because you need charcoal. Maybe if you have yeah. like a balcony or something like this, right? Yeah. And your neighbors don't complain. Nobody's going to c- complain because it smells quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's pretty amazing. I mean, it sounds extremely simple in terms of like, preparation. But it's very, very good. I, mm. could, I could, I could eat that like every day. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel hungry now. Yeah, yeah. slow cooked, slow cooked do, anything. Do, do we have any Croatia like restaurant in in Hiroshima? <laughs> I think there is one. Really, Croatian oh. restaurant, not but not in Hiroshima in Tokyo. I think it's oh, the only. Okay. I think that's the only one. Okay. Uh, Definitely not in Saijo. Sorry, Saijo listeners. That was a. That's a mistake on Sajo's part. Maybe, maybe, you know, I can, I can open <laughs> you this. Can open there you go, one. yeah. That's, there yeah. we go. Uh, New side project. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the Scratch restaurant in Tokyo, I, I have to, well, again, you know, legal liabilities aside, uh, <laughs> doesn't seem, uh, only the pictures I've seen doesn't seem like what you would eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was quite surprised when I saw the... Yeah, unfortunately, generally... Um, a lot, I would say this about Japanese food in general. Anything that comes, any sort of like foreign food in Japan becomes yeah. Japaneseified yeah, yeah, very yeah. quickly. Yes. There you go. So this is kind of a picture, right? You have how it looks like, right? Very colorful. Now, how would I describe this being a... Exactly. Oh, how, how man. Um, cooked in a co- cast iron pan with a bunch of potatoes. Yeah, you can put whatever you want. You put like meat and of course some vegetables, right? So yeah. Potatoes, so it's like tomatoes. Slow cooked, kind of like a paella almost, but with potatoes instead. Something like yeah, maybe something like that. For anyone who knows paella, it looks really delicious. And is there like a liquid to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because oh. all the juices are yeah kept in uh, this bowl where it's cooked, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a hot pot. Wow. Slow cooked. That looks wonderful. Yeah. That looks really, really wonderful. And it looks kind of elegant almost with the. No, the, it's quite nice. Yeah. The octopus on top. Yeah. Oh. There you go. People going to Croatia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Speaking of Croatia's very popular of a um, honeymoon place, you said for Taiwanese or Taiwanese people. Yes. Uh, honeymoon. Oh, my friends. Um, like some of them just get married and they plan to go to Croatia, or mm. they just finish their honeymoon in Croatia. Yeah, I think Croatia, mm. the tourist industry, become very strong recently. Yeah, yeah. I have, I think one of my friends also went there for their honeymoon in Croatia. So Ooh. the honeymoon destination. Well, that's quite surprising. I mean, uh, <laughs> but I've seen, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Croatia is quite a popular tourist destination. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, tourists from neighboring countries like Italy, Germany, 
Czech Republic, you know, especially the let's kind of Central European countries, which don't have access to the sea, and Croatia is quite close and affordable, wow. and quite nice coast. Then you would see a lot, a lot of tourists. And so mostly European tourists. Mostly or? European, but I think you know, in recent years, I think the tourists from Asia kind of start oh. picking up and coming. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, driver behind that was, but um, maybe the movies that people have seen. Be. It's mm-hmm. one of, I mean, yeah. that's one of those like soft power kind of things. And you also, see. Croatia's uh, movie industry is quite strong, mm. right? They support the Hollywood to film those like Game of Thrones or something. Well, I mean, the movie industry, well, I wouldn't call it. We don't have like a strong production house, like domestic, uh, yeah. domestically produced movies before. In Yugoslavia, right, a uh, long time ago, right, uh, you had kind of a strong, let's say, uh, cinema or movie production companies. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I think it's becoming kind of a more popular yeah. location for shooting Interesting. movies there. Yeah, because yeah, I guess in the last, I mean, Mamma Mia, Jedi, and Game of Thrones are all in the last 10 years, and those are huge, massive hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's probably going to contribute something to people's yeah. uh, opinion and reason to go. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, Vegas is always the one that people want to go to, even though Vegas, I don't recommend Vegas to anyone. <laughs> but uh, everyone sees Vegas in the movies, and they get this kind of image of this, you know, wonderful thing, yeah. and then they want to see it. Yeah, I was also disappointed when I went to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> You have been to Vegas. Yeah, I've been to Vegas. It was for work. It was for conference. Uh, there was oh. a conference there. And, you know, I was like, oh, Vegas. And even when I was uh, boarding my plane and uh, I was flying from Switzerland. Yeah. And the uh, the lady uh, checking tickets was like, oh, Vegas. Oh, having some fun. I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> what else? Why else would I go? Like, gamble away my, uh, you know, kids' college, uh, college fund. <laughs> No, Vegas, unfortunately, is not that nice. So eventually, it doesn't... I like Macau more than than Vegas. Oh. So what's your impression about America? My impression about America? Um, Man, it's depressing. You're not going to offend any Americans on this podcast. I Well, I wouldn't want to live in the U.S. Mm. You know, even, you know, work-wise... You know, industry-wise, making money-wise, it's probably the best place to be. But when I see the overall uh, state of the country, yeah, uh, what, that, what specifically? I, I mean, just the attitude towards uh, crime in general, uh, leniency to drug drugs, yeah, uh, consuming. Uh, how many people seem? I, when I went to Vegas, I think it was really vividly like the discrepancy between you know the extremes, you know. And you see really a lot of destitute people. Yeah. And it just, to me, like, feels like a society which doesn't have, like, a strong... It's not, like, cohesive, uh, you know. There is not, like, some unifying uh, a cultural thread which kind of uh, unites everyone uh, behind it. I think everybody I seems would, to be... I would say that's fairly poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you go for Japan, for example, you see here, like... Matsuris and so on, and you can you can argue, you know, it's mostly kind of a just for show and things like that. But I I feel there is still you know some level of appreciation um, to the history behind it and some cultural heritage that this country has. And I think a lot of people at least have some sense of being a part of community. And I think in the U.S. and now more and more in Europe, like it's everybody for himself. Hmm. More yeah. individualistic rather than like communal. Yeah, and I would even call it the intru- I, w- I would call it like borderline selfish. Mm. You know, it's just me, nobody else. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, that was kind of uh, my impression. So you also think this also happening in Europe? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think is so it like well. country to country kind of thing, or is it within like within Croatia people are like like locale kind of thing or becoming selfish individual? How would you describe that? I, I think it's a little bit. Uh, I think it's a different root cause, let's say, between Croatia and a rich country like uh, France or Belgium or something like this. Yeah, I think uh, people in Croatia are more selfish because of the, uh, um, how should I say, there is a lack of vision that, you know, the country is going to amount for something. You know, they don't see kind of the future or in terms of like building a, a good quality of life. There is a strong, like again, sense of community and so on. Mm. Uh, and I think... Honestly, I think the people in Western Europe, they just live too good. They just live way too good. <laughs> they live too <laughs> nice of lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of my, that's kind of my uh, you know, 
very carefree and i think a lot of them have very little idea how the rest of the world mm. looks and like that could be a problem in especially richer communities in america as well mm. is the uh kind of like theory of mind kind of being able to put yourself in the shoes of someone who doesn't have as much money doesn't have as much opportunity mm. is very hard for a lot of people in america mm. i think especially in the richer communities but i don't know so when you come to asia you feel comfortable like in this kind of united and collective society? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Japan is a very homogenous society, like with very strong yeah. uh, cultural roots and the mentality, like Shimagumi Gonjo, right? What, like, what is the... It's an it's a island, island country, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's very kind of a specific and closed, and it was mm. closed for a very long country this, uh, itself for like 200 years, right? Yeah, completely isolated, isolated. for quite a long time. Yeah. Oh. But when you go, there, I mean, th- of course, there are some moments here when, I mean, you feel it, you're an outsider. And I mean, I'm always going to be outsider. I can we live all, here for yeah, 100 years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's some, yeah. Unfortunately, the truth, any time you leave your hometown, you're going to be immediately an outsider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a very general, generally, it's, it's a very comfortable place to, to live. And I think the one thing which really impressed me the most uh, one day I was traveling from Tokyo to Kamakura, right, which is a city on a coast, on a train. And I think it was it was during the week, maybe 1.30 p.m., yeah, 2 p.m. And I saw some school kids, you know, uh, unaccompanied. They were maybe like six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. Like by themselves in a public transportation, like in a packed train in a, in a hugely populated city. Yeah, you would never see that in America. Yeah, and I and and then I, then you ask yourself and I ask myself, you know, how much is that worth to be able to like let your kids go out and you don't have to worry, nothing's gonna happen. You cannot do this. Like, one thirty p.m. is not dangerous time. W- but it, in America, you wouldn't ever let your kids go unattended on a train. That would be. Oh really? Yeah, that would be child abuse. That'd be like <laughs> your your borderline. Yeah, I mean, child trafficking is a really big problem. Oh. Some places in America where people, children will get um, ad- abducted and then taken and then sold or whatever. Yeah, it would be, you'd never see kids walking around alone, like going to the store alone or whatever. Oh. And there's a lot of like YouTube videos that are, people are so shocked about like, and, and a lot of Americans will kind of judge against yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. There was a Japanese TV program yeah. and they're letting the child yeah, go yeah, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. to find things by themselves. And the, the European and United States people are so angry. They say this is child abuse. Yeah. And you shouldn't do that. And I think, but, and that's, again, the theory of mind. We're not looking in the mirror and saying, why can't we do that? And I think that's something that Americans need to work on is like, really take a look and say, is this the kind of society we want to live in where we can't let our children go on public transportation? And we are, you know, kind of, you know, oh, it's a dangerous time of night. I can't go out. Where in, in Japan, you can kind of go, you know, out any time mm. and any place and be safe. And that's, you know, that's a really important thing, mm-hmm. which, yeah, it could come from that sense of community. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's a very yeah, complex yeah. issue, but it's yeah. something that we got to work on in America specifically. I don't know about Taiwan, but. I, I think Taiwan is very similar with Japan. Mm. But uh, I think it's not so fair to look at only this way. Like you look at Asia society and say, oh, it's so united. And it's so uh, f- uh, uh, secure when you walk on the streets. Because for, for us, we Asian people also very appreciate, like European you and American people, you you like accept so many outsiders. And uh, not only the like white people can live there, but also the refugees or the, uh, the people who are chasing better life. You are almost like a relatively more welcome than, than Asian society. So the Asian society, most of us, maybe we only have the single races in a high ratio in, in, in one society. And it's built a, a, a more united and more secure society. So uh, in that case, uh, you will see only these parts. I think it's not a, it's just a trade-off. So something good and something bad. And we should always look at uh, other, how does other people live and decide uh What's your future? What your society want to become in the future? Yeah, I think yeah. As always, unfortunately, the uh, the real best answer is somewhere in the middle between that extreme individualism and that um, homogenous, overly homogenous country. Like what Taiwan is, what percentage Mandarin speaking and Taiwanese? It's I think at least 
80%. I, we check before Han people, maybe it's around 97%. Or something. <laughs> 97%. Uh, and Japan is the same way, around 96%. Yeah. Percent. Mm. And when you start to talk about who is American and what is American, that's like, I mean, it, we can't really even measure percentage because it's, you know, so mixed. Yeah. Um, so that is a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, somewhere in that middle is probably the best for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, I want to ask about the uh, the the another topic is a lot about Croatia. Mm-hmm. So we also read the news that from uh, 2023 beginning, you start to use uh, European dollars, and also uh, from now on, you don't need to use uh, get a visa to uh, any to other join a Schengen area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. so there's no longer any custom gate now in, at the border. So kind of like uh, Croatia like use 10 years to prove that you have like s- a stable society stable uh, financial system and uh, uh, like your system is good enough to join all this European Union right so this agreement you know <laughs> they, when they uh, when they check the stability of the financial system it's something called Maastricht it was uh, Maastricht rules so it was named after a city when the agreement was signed and it was basically uh, put forth a set of uh, criteria that each country needs to satisfy be- before they can join the yeah. uh, the, the euro uh, the eurozone right mm. and if you recall it was what 2008 period and so on right when you have a general uh, meltdown of the financial system you know there were some countries right which were more affected than the others in the european zone and most notably greece yeah. Right. And it was always story with Greece. And then uh, it was found out after some time that they basically falsified their, you know, financial data so they can satisfy the master criteria they can join. And I think even the banks like in Germany and so on, they knew uh, that was, you know, the papers they got from, from, from Greece was bogus and phony. Mm. So, yeah, there, I mean, there are rules and, and criteria which defines how good an economy needs to be and, you know, your that to GDP ratio and whatnot. I don't know the, all the details of this. All yeah, those and things. you also need to give up your own, like you, you cannot control the currency. Anymore. Exactly. So the currency yeah. is not controlled by the European Central Bank, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make too much sense because every country has its own different fiscal policy, right? So it doesn't make sense to have one monetary policy uh, for 20, I don't know how many countries actually there are in the EU. 28, 28 something like that. Yeah. yeah maybe. So, so, so basically, you're kind of like disagree to join this Europe. I, I think the the reason why the Croatian government wanted to join, and I think a lot of people are for it, because it lowers down borrowing costs, right? Uh, for the government to run the deficit, because when you're running your own currency, then in your own economy, then uh, your Croatian economy is not backed by any larger, let's say. Uh, like Germany or France, right? It's much easier for Croatia to default on a debt than it can than in in the EU, right? It's almost impossible. So when the government needs to borrow money, right, they can only do so at a higher interest rate, which mm. is quite this. It's not as advantageous as you would be when you're in EU, right? So the borrowing costs are much much lower. So that's why everybody thought, okay, so euro comes and then it's going to be much better but now i think everybody's complaining because the prices went up significantly uh, after the, yeah, the croatia the, the, the interview says that the many store they just use the same price in europe and, and same price as uh before was a croatian dollar kuna yeah 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 so so actually it's Actually, it's rising the price for, for everyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but you know, that's that's the thing when people just look at one good thing and they uh, don't want to see. Uh, I wouldn't say they. Yeah, I would say they don't want to see any potential negative uh, consequences of any decision they make. So, so they, they kind of wish and manage. Oh, if we do this, then everything's going to be nice and dandy. Yeah, but uh, but, but at least we can say that Croatia's uh, economy is getting better and better. No. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I mean, that's the reason. I think the best descriptor of economy you could see is: Do people want to live there or not? And if you look at the, the last two census, so the population census, uh, in in ten years or so, I think almost half a million people left the country. Half right? a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So almost like a ten percent of the country left. 
Yeah, uh, when you're talking about four million people, that's that's a huge oh, number. That's a huge, that's a huge where number. Where do they go? Well, they go to either like European countries like Ireland, right? Mm. UK, Germany. Some people go to the States and so on. Uh, and to me, that's the best indicator you can have of the state of the economy, right? If people are leaving, it doesn't matter what a number on a piece of paper says, right? So, so I wouldn't say, and I would say also when I when I visit, you know, usually I go like once a year back to Croatia. And I can see, you know, it, it doesn't look like it's getting better and better and better. You can see, like, the state of the all your surroundings or the city. It actually looks like it's getting slowly worse and worse. That's a really good point that the uh, the state of the economy is a number on paper, but it doesn't necessarily represent, like, the quality of life you can live. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that's a big misconception about America because it has the, you know, on paper the strongest economy. And yet you have to look at, like, how much does that, money actually bring you in life and like mm -hmm. how enjoyable is it we talk about rent and you talk about like insurance being double or triple the cost of what you have to pay in japan so yeah you might have a higher salary but are you going to be as happy is always something that people have to mm -hmm. think about so the uh you know being in the eu maybe doesn't necessarily bring more joy and happiness just by having a higher dollar value on your gdp it's an interesting thing to think about yeah yeah anna ask a question please <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me think. I actually I sorry before this talking I saw it's like Croatia is really like a miracle country. Like oh, wow. you just went through the civil war mm. and then you like restrive re your like mm. uh, cinema industry and also others like tourism is coming to your country. Mm -hmm. So I see this is kind of like miracle and success mm -hmm. yeah i just want to ask like how do you feel about this like uh, especially you also live uh into the civil wars period mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. how do you feel so damn now 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 you're gonna now people are gonna figure out how old i am cats out of the bag so yeah <laughs> So I was born some year before uh, the war actually started, right? Uh, so I was bo born was called just a, like maybe one or something. one, <laughs> maybe just right like day before, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so w I was born what was called a socialist federative republic of Yugoslavia, right? That yeah. was the full name of the country, and yeah. the Croatia full name was called a socialist republic of Croatia. And uh, at the time, that, that was a uh, like uh, united. Like a national united. So it was a federation of six countries, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with very similar background. Uh, if you look, so, so Serbs, Croatians, Slovenes, Montenegrins, Bosnia Herzegovina, uh, Macedonia, and did I leave anyone out? Should be six countries. <laughs> nobody's um, counting nobody's counting okay that's good <laughs> well, I, I just cannot sorry we we'll, are go, the yeah. media we'll go back to the editing <laughs> 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 we'll check that in editing no worries yeah but but we know we, we read that history a little mm -hmm. bit so oh. we know what you are talking about mm. and uh, actually to me this is probably one of the most interesting historical like periods of of Croatia and yeah uh, so the country went through war and it split into six. All those republics which formed this federation, they all eventually, you know, broke off uh, at different times, of course. Uh, they broke off and they became all independent countries uh, on their own, right? And um, so in that sense, you could say that that's, that was, of course, a success. And it really was a monumental opportunity you know for croatians right to yeah, kind of be because uh we read read that in the federal system actually they don't they don't give like croatian people like send uh, a position with other other people right? so there was there were a couple different things so you had a federal government mm -hmm. uh right uh which controlled and it was located in belgrade uh which controlled the federal budget it also had a control over the army and foreign policy, right? And of course, instituting the federal constitution and general federal laws. But every republic has its own uh, local government, right? Uh, for example, president, right? It's actually a little bit complex. So in the final years of Yugoslavia, let's say after Tito died, so from 82, 91, 
I'd say those kind of the last decade. Uh, you had something which was called a presidency of the Yugoslavia, and since you had a six uh, member states, yeah. uh, each year they would rotate. You would have one president of the presidency, who was kind of in charge of the federal government. Uh, well, actually, you had also a federal prime minister and so on. But also, every republic has its own president, right? Uh, Sounds horribly complex, right? It, it is actually <laughs> it is it is quite complex, and that's why it's quite interesting to me. Kind of when you look. In a sense, you can think a little bit like the EU, right? You have European Commission, you have European Parliament, which is almost in concept the same as Yugoslavia had, right? And of course, you know, France has its own president, right? The Germany has its own yeah, chancellor yeah. and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the same thing what was in, in uh, Yugoslavia as well. Well, anyway, so... I, can I ask, yeah. is the detour... Dito? Dito? Ah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. the detour's policies mm. because he regulate these right because uh, yeah I, I think he's very like emphasized on the equality or yeah yeah, yeah exactly so tita was alpha and the omega in the in the whole system right um uh, and uh you had an official i don't know if it's official or unofficial logo a brotherhood and unity right mm. that's what it was called and the communist government right so the they really wanted to stamp out any signs of kind of a nationalist tendencies, right? Because it was considered counter-revolutionary, uh, right? And in that sense, it was quite, let's say, evenly balanced in that sense, like both like Serb nationalists, Croatian nationalists, Slovenians, well, nobody cares about Slovenians. Slovenians, nobody cares about Slovenians. But, you know, any kind of a national thing, they were really kind of stamped out in a root because you know it threatened the kind of a stability of the of the country and the and the political system right similar kind of to what's going on in china such a massive country with very localized governments but you have to mm. yeah stamp out everyone's for the party kind of thing maybe yeah mm. uh and so in that sense but of course since the serbs formed a majority population wise and actually he even split serbia into he kind of took away the two smaller parts of serbia to get him kind of a and uh call them autonomous regions uh voivodin and kosovo and now kosovo eventually broke off from serbia as well to kind of a balance to reduce their impact in the federal government right Hmm. so because every when you had laws being enacted or, or or voted on, you know all the countries, you know they could gang up on each other a little bit. So, and the Serbs really don't. A lot of Serb nationalists don't like Tito, for example, for that mm-hmm. uh, for that particular reason. So you can say that, but of course, since the Serbs majority, for example, they constituted the most, for example, of high-ranking personnel in the army, right, or like uh, foreign uh, ministry of. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, diplomat ministry of diplomats, or yeah, like ambassadors, diplomats, and things like that. Right? Yeah, so foreign policy, foreign policy, thing. exactly. So yeah, and then eventually, you know, when he died, because he basically held everything together, and then you can already see, like within one year, uh, you could you could actually see that this is not going to work, right, uh, on the long term, and then start the you know kind of a start to unravel the country. At it seems it was mostly on on the national right. Um, yeah. Because of the national differences between the republics, and then it, you know. So you call it a success, like for for Croatians, would you yeah. call it success? Or? But I would call it, I mean, a success because you know to to get independence in that situation, right, and go through a war. I mean, certainly was a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look where the country is now, you could call it. A, I wouldn't call it a failure. I would call it a disappointment. Hmm. Interesting. Be- because because I, already thirty years. After the civil no. war, <laughs> no, I mean the the civil war, right? Civil war, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ending. <laughs> we're, yeah. Not, we're not telling you. We're not telling you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. just don't look up. The yeah, those fifteen day. years okay. that passed. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if if you look. Uh, like you said, yeah, a long time passed after the war, and uh, but the, the me, what the most, what kind of bothers me the most is like it was a once in a lifetime op- opportunity, you know. And when the war ended, you would think that the government ha- 
had the opportunity to say, okay, our next policy is going to be for the next 25 years because that's how long it takes to bring up a generation of people. Yeah. You know, people who were born after the war, the opportunity to kind of show them, you like inspire. Yeah, like exactly. on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, to to inspire, you know, let's say, listen, you know, we managed to do something, you know, special and now we can forge our own destiny. And and instead it all went just down short term kind of yeah. greedy goals yeah, yeah exactly exactly and, and you can see in even the things which are good in yugoslavia i mean yugoslavia was quite industrially like oh. uh relatively developed country you know considering especially the other communist uh countries in in the region like hungary and so on uh, yeah i mean for example shipbuilding you know yugoslavia was a very very strong shipbuilding you know but all of that you know kind of a went away so uh, and in that sense that's why it's a disappointment you know I think they maybe are so curious because obviously Taiwan has a bit of a neighbor problem, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. The independence problem. That's, right. uh, yeah. exactly. They're independent, but not allowed to say they're independent. So right. it's like, what's going to happen? Yeah, and I and think the Taiwan, but our civil war not yet, not yet mm. end, mm-hmm. <laughs> not yet officially end. But uh, <laughs> actually, actually ending. Well. Yeah, it never officially started mm. nor ended. It's just <laughs> not no, really. it's officially start. Oh, it did right? really? start. China mm. civil war, right? Oh, oh and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Chiang Kai-shek, ah. like like fall back to Taiwan yeah. and the, the, the war stopped at 1949 yeah. and at the beginning I think at the very first like decades Taiwan is also suffering because everything is built for like one, one to five back to China mm. yeah 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 and uh, like I think our economy starts to growing it started maybe from 1980s but at that period all the Asia are booming like yeah. everyone is so so hopeful so so and the uh, Eventually, we we build a, I think the more ideal uh de- democracy country yeah. like like current current situation is maybe only start from I think nineteen nineties nineteen nineties so it's, it's fairly a, recent it's a very recent situation yeah so and uh, also we are curious about uh, yeah now your civil war finished <laughs> <laughs> you are you are the um. Uh, UN United Nations like admit country. Mm-hmm. So what's happened on you is yeah very possibly like happen for Taiwan maybe in the future. I think Taiwan oh. has already a more developed economy and goal of economy. Yeah, um, but uh, you know the the uh, if if one day we truly go to independent, yeah, there there must be many sanctions and many punishment like from yeah. from China, which right? is a very powerful yeah 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 because bodied. our economy like highly rely on them mm. yeah so uh, it's also very difficult for Taiwanese so there's uh, dark clouds on the horizon <laughs> <laughs> um, is, maybe that's about any last comments unfortunately we're going to end on a dark point for today but oh yeah. uh, last you want to suck your last boba tea out <laughs> actually I'm done I'm done <laughs> oh, uh, okay okay so, so final, final question so what's your uh, like because you you already described your uh, ima- image about United States. So mm-hmm. what's your image, like first image about Taiwanese and what's your image about Taiwan now? Well, I don't know a lot about uh, Taiwan. Yeah, on its yeah. Own, right? So apart from like uh, being here, being there for, uh, for a short visit and, you know, knowing the companies which work in so what What brings you to Taiwan? But I was such, it was a little bit of a random kind of a decision because normally uh, not met that many people go to Taiwan. Yeah, right? it's not famous for tourists. No, but I know the old name, like Ila Formosa, right? Of, uh, uh, you know Formosa? Yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. And uh, I said, well, wait a minute. So let me let me check it out, what it's like. It seems like a little bit random. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, because I was planning to go to Hong Kong and Taiwan is like mm. right next to Hong Kong. It's a very short flight. So I said, okay, let me let me do. So you kind of went with no expectations. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. No That's expectations. the best way to travel because then mm-hmm. you can never not reach your expectations. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think okay, that's so a hu- huge problem with Japan is people have these overly insane expectations, and then they realize that it's just a place like anywhere else, and it has problems <laughs> yeah. just like anywhere else. It's no paradise. Yeah. But no. anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. So now you're living, uh, I think, in Japan for a, a period, mm-hmm. and you know some of the Taiwanese friends mm-hmm. and also you know like recently many Asia, Asia's news will mention about Taiwan mm-hmm. so what's your image about Taiwan now? Well I think politically I think it's a uh, what, what I know a little bit about also the history itself it's 
very tricky, and I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Yeah. Um, I think it's some people that I've spoken to. I think it, it's more that Americans are more upset or, let's say, they voice their, uh, I don't know, concern about the issue than Taiwanese <laughs> themselves. Yeah. That's kind of my feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is constantly on the American news waves. Taiwan is yeah. at least weekly. Uh, it's like head front page news, something about Taiwan. Yeah, it feels so un- un- unfamiliar because usually Taiwan was the outsider in the international news. Mm. Now the the Western media almost like weekly, like you say, or daily will mention about Taiwan is going to war. The world will be destroyed or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Actually, I feel so sad because I think uh, our, our country is not the worst spot. Country. I guess. But country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Country. <laughs> country. <laughs> yeah, I feel very sad never allowed there. in the China. Uh, <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah. I feel very sad like mm. when I grow up. I mm-hmm. didn't feel Yeah, it feel weird dangerous. because we grew yeah. up there. But mm. now it's be described as a war hotspot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel very weird. But uh, somehow it's kindly kindly true. Yeah. Mm. And it's become this untenable situation where moving forward, like both sides have come so far that neither one can step back without losing so much face. Probably very similar. I don't know a whole lot about the I mean, there was obviously a lot of history between Ukraine and Russia and a very similar situation where both sides have gone so far. How do you step away from that? It's going to be mm-hmm. a very interesting uh, situation. But I hope it ends up well. And it's like Croatia where they have a, uh, a independence. And I hope it goes better than Croatia because it sounds like that. Thank didn't. you. <laughs> you all lose your chance to go to China. Yeah. Yes, we're not going to China now. <laughs> Taiwan is a country. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on luca sure. uh thank you for having me mm. sorry joe that you're not here yeah so joe a, we uh, miss you bye joe, we joe. Miss you. Yeah. <laughs> bye, joe. have fun in america <laughs> <laughs> anyway thanks for listening guys this has been bye yen bye 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 bye, bye. bye.